What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Week 8 Matchup Recaps. I'm here with Garrett and Jay. Say hello. What up? What's good? All right, we're going to hop into it with uh, my matchup versus Manny. I'm just going to run through it real quick, and then you guys can make comments. I might ask some questions. Uh, so uh, the third week out of eight that I faced the top scorer in the league, which is fucking redonkulous. Um, so there was, again, <laughs> nothing I could do. Even if I um, made the right bench moves, which would have added me a few points, you know, with Larry, um, I really kind of got let down by Demarius, Trey Burton, kind of busted my ass there, Dan Bailey. I really just didn't have enough to uh, have even a shot at taking down Manny's squad this week. Uh, pretty much everybody on his team blew up, with the exception of Alshon, which we kind of projected with uh, his matchup against Jalen Ramsey. Um, he's not really a receiver who's going to be able to go up and get it over one of those guys. Um Latavius Murray really helped his team, but I mean, even just with Goskowski putting up 14, there was nothing I could do this week. Um, Jay, what do you think about Manny's team going forward? I mean, he does have the second least points against, but he has the second highest points for. Um, I think he's pretty, pretty scary team for the rest of the season. Yeah, he's consistently definitely putting up high numbers. <coughs> uh, he had, he's had some luck. Latavius Murray's produced for him, and that should stop with Cook coming back. But, I mean, he's got some depth. Aaron Jones and now Jamal Williams might both be playable potentially a couple a couple weeks without Montgomery being there. And his receivers are definitely looking at looking towards uh, being some of, the most, uh, some of the biggest threats in the, in our league. Um, yeah, Giovanni Bernard being out still, I'm not sure he'll ever even have a role once uh, his mixing is just a big workhorse, workhorse guy there. So... Uh, he just needs some kind of, flex, I guess, uh, flex help once he plugs in Jones back with Hunt permanently. But other than that, his receivers are fantastic, and he's got a couple def- defenses he can play every week and some real good receivers, like I said. Yeah, Garrett, what do you have to add on either side? Well, on your side, I think it's unfortunate that Jordan Howard finally has a solid game, 80 yards a touchdown, but then Trey Burton takes a hit and does pretty much nothing against the Jets. Uh, otherwise, pretty good calls for someone essentially playing off the waivers. Uh, Devontae Parker worked out. Richard worked out pretty well. Uh, Kirk didn't produce as much as Larry, but that's going to be a annoying, not that productive situation most weeks. Uh, but, yeah, my dad's team, pretty solid, minus that flex spot. He has the number two tight end, three of the top 15 receivers, arguably. Pretty solid running quarterback. Like, it's, it's just pretty solid from top to bottom. Just not a lot of depth, though. I'll say that. Yeah. Honestly, right now, looking at my team and my bench with the injuries and stuff, my biggest fear is that for the last, like, three weeks of the season, my team is going to be exactly what I thought it was going to be at the draft with Larry finally <laughs> being Larry again, Cooper Cup, A.J. Green. Like, I got Devontae <laughs> Parker. Like, I think the Corlin last three Sutton, weeks, Sutton. Corlin Sutton. Corlin <laughs> Sutton. I drafted him thinking yeah. he was going to do this. It just took eight fucking weeks. I'm literally thinking the last three weeks of the season, I'm just going to put up, like, 170, 170, 170, and I'm just going <laughs> to be crying inside. You know, you can start now, though. I mean, like anybody can lose five, six weeks in a row and still be play, still get a playoff spot. And your team's definitely looking at like a threat now. I mean, like, yeah, you look at it. DT, I think, is at a perfect spot. I was talking to Garrett about it. They're they're looking for QT to to have a bigger role underneath. But I mean, like, DT's not as big of a like athlete as 
um, Fuller, but he can play. And and the fact that now I think a lot of the attention is going to be uh, put at your guy Garrett uh, Hopkins, but I think people are going to forget about DT, and he's going to put up serious numbers. And then you got Cup potentially going back soon. Yeah, you forgot. You, you yeah, forgot you stole Cup. <laughs> exactly, man. Just yeah, fucking and, wheeling and thieving, yeah. man. I think I would pick your team in the toilet bowl as a champ. <sighs> That's, That's what I'm saying, man. I know it's it's gonna, be, it's gonna be so heartbreaking though, because it's gonna be what I it was envisioning all off season, just eight weeks too late. Uh, yeah, it was, and it's even but more painful still, because if I, well, yeah, but if I you know if I didn't have such a horrible schedule, I might be you know three and four, and still you know now my team coming on would have a shot. You know, just the combination of my team taking so long to come on and having the worst schedule in the league, just barely right. highest PF against sucks. I know. Like I said, even if I had like a really solid team right out of the draft, I went up against the top scorer in the league three times. So at best, I'd probably be five and three, which is ridiculous, you know. Yeah. All right, enough bitching about my team. Next, we'll move on to Kurt versus Joe. Another tough loss for Kurt. Like we've been saying, he's putting up 140, 150 points weekly and just getting screwed. I think he's the second highest points against right now. Um, you know, pretty solid week out of him. He had some kind of letdowns with Crabtree and Curse, but they still put up enough points to not totally goose you. Um, the tight end, zero, would suck if it didn't happen exactly the same on the other side to Joe. Just a really tough weekend for tight ends, really screwed over a lot of DFS. Um, but, you know, he's got Mixon, Carrion, who's even in, like, a losing game, Carrion put up a really safe floor. Um, and Kurt's team is just good all around. I think he's a pretty solid bet for the um, playoff spot. Um, with the points for if his team can keep putting up these scores going forward. And then Joe, I think, should kind of stay up in one of the later playoff spots. But, uh, you know, his team, there's not a lot to say about him week to week because we've said it every time, you know, when Tyreek and Kamara and A.B. put up decent scores, he's pretty hard to beat. And with Peterson going off and D.J. Moore finally showing that he's a talented guy, it's really hard to beat him this week. Um, Garrett. What do you think about DJ Moore going for? Do you think he's finally like coming on, or do you think it was just like a, a big week? I think it was a big week. Uh, it was a tough game against Baltimore. They kind of had to go away from their game plan, which is usually a lot of McCaffrey running the ball because Baltimore's so good against the run. Um, and then obviously, you know, Greg Olson, Devin Funchess are still the primary red zone targets. I think Moore had a big game in terms of receiving yards, but like I say, he still hasn't found the end zone in a while. So I see it being kind of an outlier. That being said, he does have a pretty good matchup next week against Tampa. Gets Tampa again. So I'm not saying he can't have blow-up weeks, but I wouldn't say he's going to be a consistent guy going forward. Yeah. What about you, Jay? you have anything to add? Well, yeah, you forget he also has Calvin Ridley. And um, I think the Chris Thompson AP thing is going to work out definitely for a lot of different weeks. Um, the biggest threat on Joe's team right now is looking to be Carson Wentz. He's finally getting his rhythm going, and adding Golden Tate is exactly what he needed. He loves slot receiver type runners type type uh, routes. Um, that's why he's loved Ertz so much. Aguilar, Jeffrey hasn't been a, been a huge guy the last two years because Wentz just loves underneath guys. So Tate will be huge. Wentz's numbers are going to skyrocket. He's already back in his groove. Plus having AB. Uh, Hill's groin, who knows, he may have a week ago, but that's not even going to be a problem because, yeah, he's got Calvin Ridley and Moore's looking to be a threat, red zone target, hopefully, for Carolina. So I don't think 
any uh, yeah, Joe's definitely looking at uh, looking to be one of the top teams in the league for sure. Yeah, you said think... Jeffrey. Did you say Jeffrey wasn't good for the past two years? I mean, I mean, I, I wouldn't say no, no, he's definitely not. He shouldn't. He's not an RB WR one like you mm. has been priced as. You know, it's close. Like, I think what he finished last year like nine touchdowns. Um, I don't remember. I think he was like wide receiver fourteen, maybe. He's a big, yeah, a big red zone target for sure. But I mean, down the field, moving the ball, barely even passes it to him till the end zone. Last year, he had nine touchdowns for 800 yards. Pretty good. Right, so he's not a big yardage guy. Um, right. No, I get what you're saying. Um, you know, oh, it, you got, it got lost in translation in the wax, you know. In the wax? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, but no, I agree. I think Joe's starting to find a little bit more stability with his team, too, with Peterson finally not doing the seesaw every week and seems like he can handle pretty big workloads now, suddenly, again. Um, but, yeah, um, with some guys coming back from by and stuff, I think his flex is a little stronger. And then Kurt, um, I think going forward, he's going to keep putting up these same type of weeks and hopefully his schedule can kind of turn around a little bit. Um, Colin, can you answer me why he has Des Bryant still? <laughs> dude, I be, the same reason he traded me Cooper Cup, man, because I, I don't know. I don't want to be a dick. You can, you you can name his disease out. You can name his disease out loud. Just called mentally challenged now. Oh right, right. Okay. I mean, it is what it is. What it is, you know. Um, he still thinks Des is going to sign with the team, come back, and <laughs> blow up enough to be usable and worth having basically a five-man bench for <laughs> this long. Yeah, wow. Kurt, Kurt. I feel like doesn't pay much attention until Sunday mornings in his squad. Um, he might want to look further into adding some depth, like you said. Des is just not doing it. He's not going to sign this year. Yeah, and even if he do, even if he does, he's not going to come back and be fancy yeah. and usable. You know, he's gonna you're gonna have to wait a couple weeks to see what he does, and then maybe you play him over your flex guy. Exactly. Um, the only teams that even want him aren't even good offenses. It's just yeah, not a good. Not a good right. Team. No, I agree. Uh, I don't know what he's thinking. All right, we'll move on to the big old pooper of the week: James versus. Uh, David here, yet another mystery disappearance by the team facing David. Um, you know, I mean, what is there to say? James's team, I mean, it's pretty much taken a, a downhill turn since uh, the trade, but it's really just, I think it's more related to injuries and just the guys that he's picked up off the waivers haven't turned out to be, you know, fruitful guys. Um, I mean, the trade is obviously a big deal, but. It's, uh, you know, he's got other problems as well to deal with. So uh, I think Kenny Galladay, though, going forward with the trade is going to be really good, probably top 15 wide receiver every week for the rest of the year. Gronk, we've talked about it every week. I mean, you just don't know what to do. You have to play him when he's healthy. But, I mean, he just hasn't been producing, you know. And the second you bench him, he's going to blow up. So that's just really tough to see there. But it's why a lot of people who have owned Gronk before kind of learned to stay away from him. Um, and then on the other side, you know, David, again, putting up a mediocre score just enough, um, you know, clearly got that big floor out of Brita again. Uh, now his best receiver, Willie Sneed, <laughs> is going to be useless with Ty Montgomery there and lost Will Fuller. I mean, David, like he said on one of the podcasts, he has had a receiver or a player go down to, to injury pretty much every week this year um, and significant guys, too. But, uh, 
I mean, right now, David would have to pretty much lose out for the rest of the season to not make playoffs. So I think he's pretty much a lock there. Jay, do you have anything to add? Um, yeah, well, James is making questionable decisions week to week on top of his trade decision. I mean, his waiver wire pickups are very interesting. He's missing uh, on a lot of them. And uh, even, like, guys that he decides to play and not play in and out um, are messing him up, like putting in Clement over McCoy. Clement, um, one and a half points. McCoy, 15 and a half points. I had similar struggles this week and last week, too. But, I mean, it's just tough, like, not playing Sean Jackson. Um, I mean, he kind of always puts up double digits. And Allison coming off his injury is very questionable. He got hurt again in the game when he got one catch. So, um, yeah, Kenny Galladay will be producing more going forward. And David Johnson hopefully will have this decent floor going forward. Um, Mahomes just keeps blowing up. But he's got to make good decisions week in and week out uh, who he starts and who he picks up on waivers uh, as well as his trade decisions <laughs> as well. Uh, David's been complaining about Godwin, Looks, it sounds like. Humphreys or whatever is getting more, more touches, more snaps. Uh, Godwin just keeps keeps hobbling around the field it looks like always dealing with some type of injury um but david's got a couple decent receivers hopefully for him um filling in for fuller but his running backs are definitely gonna have to produce for him unless he trades one of them for wr1 like he's trying to <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean like you said with james you know he could have made some better start sit decisions there and that combined with I mean, looking down at his kicker and defense, Matt Prater is usually a lock for at least eight points, and that's a down week combined with Baltimore. I mean, you didn't expect them to destroy Carolina, but you didn't expect them to end up with negative two and a half. Um, so, I mean, those combined with some questionable moves and Gronk's injury, James just had a really shitty week, but of course it came against David. Um, somehow David just maneuvering himself into uh, <laughs> a runaway season. You're thinking, you thought I stole Cooper Cup. David's stealing a playoff spot from everybody. <laughs> by the end of the season, David's going to just be fucking consumed by a lynch mob outside his door. <laughs> he, he just aren't winning. You got you to gotta win. He's doing it. I guess, I guess. Um, you can see how somebody in my position uh, really hates David right now. Hmm. Crushing him in points for it. Understood. I think we were talking about last week, Colin, about Gronk. I mean, we've, we've talked about almost every week about Gronk's lack of production. But we thought that James should probably try and trade away Gronk, especially with – I think he had Doyle on his bench. who has been pretty productive. Um, but, yeah, since he lost out on Diggs, who went over 100 yards again this week, uh, his running back situation hasn't gotten any better. His receivers – you know, Gallaudet looks positive going forward, but hasn't gotten much better as seen by his recent ads and stuff. But it's tough for him to see Gronk, who is like his – third overall pick in terms of price just not put up very much yeah yeah definitely, definitely. you can't expect to start Doyle over Gronk this week but it's definitely tough seeing yourself like actually finally pick up a good waiver wire pick Doyle and not, not play him but he does produce better than Gronk but like you said yeah you should try to ship Gronk you can get a good price yeah, yeah well it would have worked last week but now it's like it's a trend to sell yeah yeah all right, uh, if you guys are good, we can move on to Jake versus Garrett. Garrett with another fucking monster score. Um, I mean, we've talked about James Conner plenty, and everybody has their opinions. I mean, obviously, he's a major reason why your team is putting up these monster scores every week. But even if you gave him a zero in your lineup, you still would have won. You still have a really solid team outside of that. But uh, it's really just hard to 
look at your team across from you in a matchup right now and have any sort of confidence in winning. Um, I mean, Jake was really just kind of let down everywhere except for his running backs, which is kind of contrary to what we've been seeing most of the season where he's been having some lower running back scores and his receivers really blown up. But he was definitely hurt by Julio being out. Rodgers had a pretty bum game. Um, another kind of low defensive kicker score. Jordy Nelson didn't do it. We thought he would do without Amari there. So just really kind of a letdown everywhere except for the running back there for Jake. Um, and then Garrett, like we said, aside from John Brown and Colts D, which was a questionable pickup, but I did have some part in the, that decision helping him make that choice. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, he's just really solid all around, even with another down Brady week. Like you know, we kind of said last week would probably happen with Buffalo. It's not like they needed him to throw. Um, you know, just really solid all around. Jay, do you have anything to add there? No, it's just tough. Big letdown. You'd expect uh, Juju Smith-Schuster to get more red zone targets and get a touchdown against Cleveland. They scored 33 points. You expect him to get in on some of that action. Manuel Sanders had a couple of big catches, and that was about it. Like you said, just yeah, low, low scores from his receivers, and Rodgers not expected uh, every week. Um, it's certainly tough when you're facing Garrett, who's just exploding every week, also having his bench explode every week, and that's just – pretty scary people should watch out uh, when you got like somebody like Marlon Mack or like Taylor Gabriel um, until this week blowing up um, it's just it's a little scary going forward yeah I agree um, you guys have anything else to add or are you good to move on to the next matchup yeah I think Jake's score obviously he's missing Julio Jones who's the leading yardage receiver in the game right now so I think that probably would have swung his score a little bit higher there's Julio. I thought Thielen was ahead of him, or I guess that's probably because of the bye week. Maybe I'm thinking. No, just in yards. Yeah, I thought I thought Thielen was the yards leader as well. Uh, I might check. have seen that like post bye. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Um, but I think as of right now, Thielen's the leader because he has like nine something. I'm not sure. Whichever. Yeah, I'll look it up. Bet All right, which so... James White though? Damn. Oh God, man! I don't remind me every fucking week. Not that it would, not that it would have helped, but uh, I mean, I just definitely would have helped. I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this week. I, even if I had him, I would have lost. You know. Yeah. Um, but all right, yeah. So we can move on to uh, yeah. Hop versus Jay here. Um, another pretty close matchup for Hop. I mean, twenty is a pretty solid margin, but still one of the closer ones we've seen. Um, Josh Gordon, watch out for this guy. Um, <laughs> You know, but uh, Thielen and Gurley, again, putting up a almost 60.4 for him. Wilson had a solid week. And then, uh, you know, his tight end did just enough. Finally saw some production out of Peyton Barber. Um, but, I mean, really outside of that, uh, you know, no player scored over 14 points. The I think the defensive pick, which we kind of criticized last week, ended up working out really well for him and really made up most of the difference in this game. Um, and Jay on the other side just really let down by Mostert. Um, and everybody else put up pretty manageable scores. Uh, I mean, Herndon got the touchdown, but that was his only catch. Right, if those two positions performed better, uh, I think Jay would have had a real shot at winning this one. Garrett, what do you have to add to this matchup? Yeah, I mean, it's the same story. Hop just skating by with two of the best skill position players in the game. Uh, now Russell Wilson had a good week against Detroit. Still not a lot of rushing guards out of him, but Detroit's <coughs> past defense is pretty soft, luckily enough for him. Uh, I still don't think Peyton Barber is going to be very usable going forward. Very touchdown dependent. Yeah, Games are dependent. That was a shootout. Uh, I don't think they're going to be in a lot of games going forward. Jay, 
<laughs> Raheem Mostert. I questioned the pick when you made it and confirmed my question watching him put up 18 yards. Also interesting to see Jay's guys, king of targets, receptions, and all that, but, you know, eight catches for less than 40 yards for Landry, that's – you can't like to see that. Yeah, it's tough. And Tate, you know, he has a couple big blow-up weeks and he's looking really good, but this is exactly what Golden Tate does every year. He has some big weeks and some low weeks, and he always ends the year as a top-15 receiver, but not week-to-week. Um, Jay, do you have anything to add there? Um, what's tough. Yeah. I mean, I got, um, I, I want to say I got unlucky, but it's just, uh, Austin should beat me when basically his, his team is entirely, um, on his, on his roster starting and he's got nobody on his bench, you know, he's got no depth and I invested in some depth. Um, and he invested in his two big guys, Steven and Gurley and they're kicking ass for him and winning him and along with Cincinnati, you know, you can't expect that was just an incredible game script for him for, Tampa Bay to just be running on Cincinnati all day and then not be able to stop the run at all. But anytime Jameis went to pass, Cincinnati was able to pick it off and including a pick six. So it's tough to beat that. Um, even if his, if his defense puts up a normal score, uh, like 10 to 12 or whatever. And I started Collins, like I probably should have over most start, uh, which is just a gamble. Um, I would have been in contention. Uh, most are obviously he he came up with a, an ankle injury five to ten minutes before the game. Nobody knew about. I never knew never knew about. Found out <coughs> after the game, though he only got two touches. But um, yeah, it's just tough to beat Austin when he's got a big investment in those two big guys that are producing every week for him. Uh, Jarvis Landry still got that double digit floor for. I mean, it's pretty decent when he's the second uh, leading target. Um, he got ten targets and got three points one week. He can't say that. I mean, yeah, but he's second lead is leading second. But can't even speak right now. He's <laughs> second in targets in the league. That's, that's a, simple as that. But he's. Yes. I knew you were gonna bring that up. I mean, he's as second far as targets, but twentieth in catches. Yeah, I mean a lot of. Yeah, I'm not saying he's a right receiver one. I never said he is. I'm just saying, as far as getting the targets, being a high four receiver, that's what he is. He will get yeah, the ball. I mean, he's, he's got a lot of opportunity every week, and opportunity is the best has the best correlation with fantasy production. So obviously, I see what you're saying. You know, anybody, what you you want to pay for opportunity. All right, we'll move on to the final matchup. We got George versus Andrew. I mean, we talked about last week. Andrew's got to be feeling real shitty after this one four losses in a row, and just had the final bullet put in his head by the trash man himself. <laughs> uh, you know, George Sterling Shepard didn't have as good of a week as uh, – well, didn't have a very good week at all. We thought he would do pretty well avoiding Josh Norman, but he didn't do much. Uh, Westbrook kind of did just enough there. Marvin Jones came back to life, and I think obviously going forward with the trade, he's going to really have some value. And George's running backs are finally producing like he was hoping to when he paid for him at the draft. Um, kind of some bad scores out of his tight end and flex, and Justin Tucker didn't do much, but – his best player, New England defense, uh, you know, kind of carried him through this week again. Uh, and then Andrew on the other side, the Kenyon Barner. I mean, the the lack of points combined with the fab budget spent on him is just a real uh, real bummer there. It's got to feel pretty shitty. Um, you know, Diggs having a really good week, showing why he made the trade for him. Uh, and then Winston getting benched in such a close game, too, has got to be really, really tough there. I mean, you know, if you combine – Fitzpatrick's points with Winston's, I think he would have been pretty close. So, uh, you know, just kind of a tough week for Andrew there when 
most of his players put up a serviceable score. And I forgot even to uh, mention Sammy Watkins, who we've been talking about, has just been sneaky every week and then finally showed his you know super high ceiling. Um, and with Tyreek Hill nursing a groin injury going forward, he could be really usable. Uh, so, Jay, Jay, do you have anything to add there on either side? Yeah, it's just disappointing because the game script also went for Barnes to just get a lot of rushes, but I guess they just didn't trust him or something and didn't give him the ball that much. Um, and Ingram and Michael Thomas could each explode. Jameis Winston against Cincinnati's defense should have done well. Uh, so it's definitely disappointing when somebody like Sammy Watkins explodes and he can't capitalize on that. Going forward, he should be all right. He's got Amari Cooper stashed, and that's um, going to be a good play. Uh, and he's he just had to put in Barner because of buys. So going forward with Breeze and Thomas, he's lethal, but obviously he's going to have some off weeks, potentially including that bye week. But um, he plays me next week, so he'll he'll be on track again uh, upwards. And then, yeah, definitely Kenyon Drake and Lamar Miller finally producing is uh, pretty exciting for him. I almost traded for Kenyon Drake, didn't quite believe in him enough. Uh, but, yeah, Marvin Jones is definitely one of the top uh, benefiters of the all the trades that just went down. And D.D. Westbrook's consistency, as I've said all season long, is going to kill him. But, um, I mean, yeah, you put a couple of Jacksonville receivers together, you might, you might get one uh, stud performance. But uh, other than that, Sterling Shepard um, might get hurt down the road now that Evan Ingram's back. Uh, it's going to be tough for him to play both of them together a lot of weeks. Uh, thankfully, he does have Jimmy Graham. He does get a lot of red zone targets. But he definitely should maybe try to trade one of those. Uh, for some uh, receiver help because Marvin Jones is kind of carrying him at the moment. Yeah, I agree. It's also tough. I'm looking to see Andrew, uh, you know, have T.Y. Hilton put up 4.4 in a game where the Colts scored 42 points. Um, that's pretty brutal. Right. Uh, Garrett, do you have anything to add on either side? George tried his best to lose again, <laughs> benching Chris Carson and Cam Newton again for a second week in a row. But... <laughs> As you said, Andrew made a really questionable pickup. We talked about it in the preview with Ken, spending 20 on Kenjin Barner. Um, T.Y. Hilton had a really mysteriously bad game against Oakland. seemed like Andrew Luck just wasn't like losing him as a decoy almost, but he definitely wasn't hurt. So could be just like an off-connection day for them. But this is a pretty surprising high score for Georgia's team without Keenan Allen, Cam Newton, and Chris Carson in the lineup. So one day Fournette's going to come back and – George might have a solid team down the road, honestly. Keenan Allen, though, hasn't been producing. He's barely a WR2. Um, and, yeah, the emergence of both Williams has been killing him. And plus the Chargers just run a ton. And the Eckler is even killing it behind Gordon. So that might be yeah. a question mark. Rely, rely on him. But definitely I mean, that he's able to win with him on the bench. He's only had – Keenan Allen's only – his numbers aren't – looking great because he's only had one touchdown this year so far, so that figures to probably regress a little bit towards the mean. But his yard has been pretty consistently getting him double digits, so not terrible. Yeah. Not, uh, what he, not what he paid for. but No, no, yeah. not what he paid for, but that's that's the story of Georgia's season. So yeah, I think the trash teams are coming back to life in the end of the season to shake it up. <laughs> we'll see what Fournette's production will be like coming back now that it's kind of a busy backfield but maybe Yeldon will just be erased. Well, going to that backfield, Carlos Hyde didn't really do too much. So It was his first game playing, and, but, yeah, I mean, he's just run heavy, you know, and that's what Jacksonville signed him for was to be that big aggressive um, back that Fournette was. They still used Yeldon a ton. 
passing downs, uh, and even handed it off to a couple of times. But Hyde's production should go up. But we'll see when Fournette goes. Yeah, goes we'll back. see when we'll see with Fournette. Yep, I agree. All right. Um, so then we are going to run through the current points for standings and give one little uh, comment about what we would do at this point in the season if we were that team. Um, so obviously we start with Garrett at the top uh, with thirteen hundred and sixteen over a hundred more than anybody else. Um, I mean, I'd start getting you know your handcuffs and getting ready for playoffs. Jay, what would you do? Wait, sorry, what was that? <laughs> so uh, I thought Garrett might have explained it to you. So Garrett. Oh no, us... I didn't. Okay, so Garrett wanted us just to run through like each team in the standings and their points for, and then just kind of say like one little thing, like what would we you know do if they were if we were that team? Like you know, would you try to make a trade here, or would you you know try to shoot for higher point? You know what I mean? Like. Got you. Got you. Okay. All right. Um, so I'll just edit so, that together. Group. So uh, I'll. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so then, uh, yeah, okay. So, Jay, what would you do if you're Garrett's team right now? Um, well, I don't know. Definitely a good start uh, getting rid of Taylor Gabriel. It looks like he's not going to be able to rely on him as much as he thought with his matchups coming ahead. Um, but he probably should look at maybe sending off uh, Connor if he can get a good price for him because Bell coming back any week, uh, who knows about that, and that could – draw questions, he could come back tomorrow, he could never come back, so somebody could get a high price for Connor still and uh, really solidify himself, but definitely wants to maybe still rely on Connor uh, going forward. Um, but I would just kind of be quiet right now if I was Garrett, most, mostly because his team's pretty solid, he's got solid depth, um, even at positions you wouldn't expect, like tight end, he's had a solid pickup off the waivers, and he's got Greg the leg. All right, sounds good. Uh, next is Manny. Um, he's also the second highest points for, but a uh, hundred behind Garrett. He also has the second lowest points against, but um, I mean he's putting up the points for, so you can't really complain about that. Uh, kind of same thing for Manny. I think he just kind of needs to get his um, depth and kind of his backups to some of his uh, better players, and just kind of hope to keep out a winning streak. Um, again, both. Garrett and Manny should also, you know, be trying to make it to the uh, bye week. You know, they're competing with Jake. I would say Jake and David, but David's team is a piece of crap, and he's never going to be anybody. <laughs> he's never going to be anybody in the points for if you tie, if he ties for it. So I think uh, Garrett and Manny are kind of preparing for playoffs at this point, um, and probably the same for Jake. I think we can kind of lump all three of those together. What do you think, Garrett? Yeah, I think we mentioned earlier my dad's only potential need will be when Latavius Murray is no longer usable, just finding a suitable flex option. Uh, he's getting he has kind of later buys for a lot of his players. He just still bench, but keeps getting really lucky with people like Latavius Murray and Gio Bernard. So, yeah, I agree he should work on his depth. Yep. All right, and then, yeah, so next we'll, we'll go to the next tier. It'll be David, also at 6-2, and two, but – uh some of the lowest points for by far the lowest points against in the league. Uh, I think from here on out, he just kind of needs to play it safe, not really be shooting for super boomer bust guys and just keep playing the Willie Sneed type dudes and hope to just somehow get some more miracle victories there and just kind of last the season. Um, since there's only five games left, you know, unless he loses out, I think he's probably going to make playoffs. Uh, what do you guys think? 
Jay. I think he maybe should try to uh, send off Caffrey or Zeke if he can get a good receiver for them. Because uh, right now his receivers, we, we can hope that they produce decent weeks for him every week, but they're not exactly the guys that you'd expect 10 to 15 even reliably each week. They're guys that are either 15 or so or could put up less than five. Uh, so uh, definitely not a boomer bust receiver, but somebody that is reliable as uh, in WR1 if he could get somebody he likes for Caff or Zeke, he could still be an explosive team that looks kind of similar to Hops with Thielen and Gurley. If he can have Zeke and somebody or Caff and somebody, um, he definitely would have a threat and solidify himself in the playoffs. Right now, he, he, with his points, he's scoring. Once he plays some uh, better guys, he's going to get his ass kicked, potentially. Um, so, yeah, if he can get a WR1 for one of his RBs or even Brita, you should. I actually think David's in line for a couple of beatdowns after sneaking away and thieving his way to a couple wins these past couple weeks. His upcoming schedule, he's got Jake this coming week. Then he's got Hop, who presumably will have still those Thielen and Gurley floors to go up against. And then he's got me, which is pretty much a guaranteed loss for him. And then he has Jay... Not quite sure how that tarred fight will, will play out, but then he's got Joe. So those are four pretty losable games for him, which could put him in that on the bubble. So I wouldn't say he'd be too comfortable. Uh, he's obviously got problems with Dalvin Cook being hurt. Not a lot of trade capital there. Breda, always at risk for injury. And McCaffrey not producing as much as he did in the beginning of the season without Olsen. So I would probably still be looking for that receiver move for either Zeke or McCaffrey, depending on what kind of value you can get from. But I wouldn't say I wouldn't say play it safe. Gotcha. All right. The next two we have Hop and uh, Joe, who are right neck and neck with a four point difference in their points for um, two kind of somewhat similar teams, I guess, um, in the terms of you know they have lower floors and pretty high ceilings, but. Hop has a little bit more reliability there with Gurley and Thielen. Uh, I think Hop just needs to acquire some more depth, like we've talked about. And Joe has been kind of improving in that department. But uh, I, I think he could also kind of make some trades there and ship out one of his real solid guys for some depth going in the playoffs. Garrett? Yeah, I'm not sure what Hop can really do because we've talked about the difficulty of trying to trade one of those two guys, Thielen and Gurley. I don't think anyone's going to bite on Hooper or fucking – Who's the other guy? Ebron. No one's going to trade him something valuable for that, so maybe just make a good fab pick. Joe, on the other hand, could probably afford to lose one of those receivers uh, now that he has Ridley and Moore as like a more serviceable. And Kuti should figure back pretty pretty solid, so maybe either like a solid couple wide receivers, like a mid-level running back to flex out, just something there. Yeah, I agree. Jay, do you have anything to add to you, those guys? Um, I'd say Joe's looking good uh, going forward with emergence potentially of DJ Moore. Like I said, Wentz is going to start to explode. And he's still got Alex Smith behind him, Chris Thompson, AP. Once Chris Thompson's healthy, it's certainly threatable. Uh, hopefully his tight ends can produce. He seems to play both Joku and Howard together often. Um, Kuti's got to produce, but he's – I don't know if he's going to be reliable to be playable anytime this season. Um, Austin should maybe try to rely on Ebron. 
He uh, right now it looks like he probably can't trade him. People won't bite with Doyle back, but Ebron still will produce. He already did score a touchdown and put up almost 13 mm-hmm. um, with Doyle back. So he's he's just trying to get rid of probably his um, kind of garbage running backs to pile up to, for a decent running back or a receiver. Um, but he's definitely got to make some moves unless he wants to keep uh, looking out with Thielen and Gurley going ridiculous once they once one of them produces under 20. He'll be screwed unless he has some help. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, next we got Andrew, who's taken a pretty bad tumble the last four weeks. Um, and he's kind of suffered in the points four category, too. He's really around the middle of the pack there. Um, what do you guys think he needs to do? Is he make another trade? Or, I mean, he's got to kind of fix his running back position until Sony Michelle comes back and can be reliable. Garrett? Yeah, I think uh, with the emergence of saying Watkins, he has expendable wide receivers because someone gave him Stefan Diggs for free. Um, but yeah, I could see him easily moving someone like T.Y. Hilton if someone's really high on Amari Cooper, like a Jay or someone like that. Um, try and trade one of those, maybe in combination with Ingram. Try and get a better running back, but it's difficult. I mean, he's got a solid team. I could easily see him making playoffs, but. Michael Thomas, Ingram, who knows how much else is going to come back from the injury. Just like you said, it's been kind of declining for a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Jay, you have anything to add to Andrew? Um, Andrew's team, I think, is good. Like we said, yeah, it's been harped on it. He's got Cooper and Ingram should keep exploding. Michelle, hopefully his health will be all right. Um, Sammy Watkins, it could be questionable because now his projected points is exploded. Uh, based on that one performance, I know he's playing Cleveland, but well, Tyreek uh, Hill also might be injured. Tyreek Hill potentially injured too, but just still, he's not. They'll double team him if uh, I mean if they need to. Cleveland's secondary is kind of scary at times. Uh, he's just not somebody I would. Re- he's going to be able to rely on to put that number up or higher this week. But going forward, he does have depth still. If he moves Ty or like you said, one of those guys, he um, he definitely does have a team that is a threat with Breeze and Thomas. He just has to have. Um, kind of more production from the guys that he, he, he should have more production from, like Ingram and Diggs. Ingram hasn't exploded yet, and Diggs has had two down weeks till last week, but now he potentially is injured. So, Yeah, I agree. All right, um, the next kind of grouping, you know, we have Jay, Kurt, and uh, James down here. I mean, Kurt is kind of right in the middle of all these people, but has, you know, by far the highest points for out of the, you know, bottom end teams right now. And didn't even have Melvin Gordon this week. Um, I mean, Jay, your team is obviously starting to improve. It's just still the running back situation. Um, James also has the running back situation. I mean, you two kind of have the same issue. Um, as for Kurt, though, I think he just kind of needs to try to improve his receivers. And I don't think he even needs to make a trade. I think he just needs to pay more attention to the waiver wire. And, I mean, he has 92 fab dollars left more than halfway through the season. So he just needs to start dumping fab into, you know, good potential receivers there. Um, Do you guys have anything to add to Kurt's team? Yeah, I mean, I would probably trade one of Carrion or Mixon just because they're similar. And I don't think any receivers are going to come through to save them. But that's just me. Jay, do you have anything to say? Um, yeah, you just got to get rid of Dez and have solid depth and pay more attention <laughs> to waiver-wise. I don't even know if he's trying to wheel and deal, but he's got some tradable players. He can make yeah. some moves, get higher in yeah. standing. I agree. Um, and what do you guys think about Jay, your team, and then James? Um, I mean, at this point, do you think you can trade for running backs, or how do you think your 
best uh what do you think your best approach is to kind of patch in the holes in your teams yeah i mean because i got four wide receivers that i could play uh in and out um every week and then an extra one potentially too so i gotta try to trade one of those for a running back that i can play every week i got lucky a couple weeks straight with being able to uh, plug and play yeldon but that's no longer the case and i didn't even get all the wins i needed um so i'm just trying to recover on the wires look at Looking at the waiver wires to save me, but I need to trade for sure for a running back. Yeah, Garrett, do you have anything to add there? Yeah, trade one of those fucking receivers, dude. <laughs> Ridiculous. Your running backs are a joke. What about uh, James's team? Do you have anything to add, Garrett? Nah, James already shot himself in the foot. I think, <laughs> da- I think, I think David Johnson will be better the second half of the season, and obviously he has a you know high potential with Galladay, Mahomes. McCoy's been solid, even though he doesn't really see it. But, yeah, it's just unfortunate that Gronk didn't work out and David Johnson didn't work out in the beginning. So it's just yeah. been an unfor- unfortunate death of James. Yeah, and he's running out of fab budget here with 19. Sorry to interrupt in the middle of this, but I'm looking over to the right side. I don't know if you guys are seeing it. The waiver moves category. <laughs> I have the most waiver moves with 47. And the wow. next, highest is, next highest is David at 26. Wow. 46. <laughs> Yeah, 47? So that's averaging like over five moves a week. Yeah. Well, because kicker defense every almost every week, you know, at least once, sometimes twice, you know, I, I mix and match those and move them around. So, I mean, that right there is like, you know, 10 to 15. And then I just fucking change my mind all the time and wheel and deal and shit. But that's also including preseason. So don't forget that. And Joe only has six. Yeah. Wow. You know I mean, it's telling. Yeah. I don't know. Um, all right, yeah, and so then the last two are me and George. I mean, George is, um, like we kind of talked about, seems to be coming back to life, and my team hopefully can put up some respectable scores, at least to close out the season, so I don't have to end the season just looking pitiful. Um, but, yeah, I mean, George is a little bit behind me, but, you know, if we were to – basically, Kurt is the contender for the points for playoff spot, and we're down – like, I'm down 150, so I'd have to average a 30-point cover – for the next five weeks, which isn't impossible again, but it's very unlikely. But again, it's, it's just close enough to where it's just within reach. You know what I mean? And that's almost worse. Um, But I think, you know, if somehow me and George's team could just come on hot and put up 160 plus for the next five weeks, it could somehow happen. But uh, other than that, I think we need to just get the toilet paper ready for the toilet bowl. George's team is going to make playoffs. I bet my life on it. He's going to beat you down this week. He's got Kurt next week. He's got James the week after that. That's five wins. Fortnite's going to come back by then. And then he's going to, he's going to get that last playoff spot. Don't make any moves. That's possible. Yeah. Jay, what do you think? He's got a shot, but I don't know. Kurt's kicking ass down here. He's got Melvin Gordon still. He's the biggest threat, I'd say. I just definitely know James is out of it more so than me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough to see. James' team has really collapsed. He paid too much attention to baseball, I think. Probably. All right. Do you guys have Colin, any Oh, we didn't mention Colin's team. Colin, you should oh, probably yeah. just give you me AJ Green for free and take a badminton or something. You don't need to take a badminton. 
Uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll give you AJ for half your winnings. It's time to collude. <laughs> yeah. I'm down. All, all my all my morals are out the window. Everything I stand for, fantasy is against me, and I don't care anymore. Give me your money. Push <laughs> <laughs> uh, me to the edge. I know. You want Derrick Henry? <laughs> yeah, hey, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Derrick, <laughs> Derrick Henry's mom doesn't want Derrick Henry. <laughs> Jay, you got it. Which call? What do you think happens? Kurt drops Dez first, or Jay drops Derrick Henry? Well, now that both you, equally as unusable. I mean, Derrick Henry, I feel like is. I mean, at least he's fucking playing. You know, and he he in the right matchup, I guess, is a touchdown potential in a very very desperate spot. But Dez is going to give you zero points no matter what. So. Which definitely happen. overstating Derrick Henry's value, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you keep yeah, giving you keep giving Jay false hope there. That's true. I mean, this is his best week. He didn't even put up 15. Yeah, this is his best week. Didn't even put up fifteen. So, waste of forty bucks. That's for sure. I knew it from when it happened, but uh, I could still save myself potentially. Yeah, you're still three and five. You're not out of it. All right. Well, you guys have any closing comments here? Uh, see you in the championship. <laughs> yeah, you and your dad are gonna be fucking yeah. sweating it out next to each other, <laughs> watching the game, holding hands. It's pretty I cool. Lo- I still love you, son. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool. What? Uh, and it's pretty cool seeing normal a uh, dollar spent on the wire this year. Uh, except of course James spending ten bucks on Adams just because he weeds the Eagles in rushing one week, but. We'll um, yeah, I mean, I don't think that's a horrible pickup if he hadn't dropped 80% of his fab already. I think Adams has a decent potential to move on. I mean, obviously, the price is a little steep, but I definitely had bids in for him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, considering how little budget he has left, that was a little bit pricey after also having Clement. I'm very yeah. sure that James is just tossing out the rest of his fab so you can just back it up early. <laughs> It's That's just possible. tough because he needs running backs this week to start, and he got Montgomery, but spending that much money on Adams on a buy, just, I don't know, made a little sense to me. But Yeah. No, I, I agree. It was too much to spend. All right. Well, that one went pretty long, but uh, it was a good one, so we'll see you guys on uh, Thursday to preview this week and figure out how I can number crunch my way into the playoffs here. Let's go, George. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs>